So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Good evening, everyone. Happy Tuesday if you're joining us live this evening. Thank you so much. DTFF is back better than ever. Got another fantastic episode for you this evening. Uh, we're, we're switching it up a little bit um, from what we normally do. We're, we're dipping our little twinkle toes into some DFS uh, this evening. Um, yeah, Jake and I, we've been doing kind of DFS all season long here, but finally... Let's let's bring it to the masses. Talk through some of our processes as we're going through some D, these DFS choices, um, and that's going to be the show. Obviously, we're going to give you our starts of the week and everything else that you're accustomed to here from us. But the core of the show a little bit different. Before we get into it, though, I need to introduce my host and say happy birthday to Jake Trowbridge. Hey. Happy birthday, Jake! Thanks, Dustin. It's it's my birthday, and as an adult, that just means that I get to drink whatever I want, and eat whatever I want, and generally kind of do whatever I want. So it's not that different from most days, I got to say. It's really not. As an adult, yes. Birthdays mean less and less the older you get, I guess, to some point. I haven't reached that tipping point yet, but um, for everyone out there, if if you're listening to this after the fact, go back. Tag Jake at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. Wish him a happy belated birthday. I didn't wear a birthday hat. Was I supposed to wear a birthday hat? I feel like I'm I'm letting this down. I don't know. Or have one of those know. kazoo things. Not a kazoo. You know, yeah, the blowy noisemaker. Yeah. I thought about trying to find one if I had one around the house to do it. And I just got lazy and didn't. So you just get a simple faced uh, virtual face. Happy birthday. I'll still take it. and i will take a nice kind of week off from following our beloved packers so we had a bye week for our homerism doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it was a bye week obviously for fantasy football as we had our last in most leagues our Mm -hmm. last hurrah trying to make a push for the playoffs dustin how are you doing i know how you're doing in our league Feel free to gloat about that. But how are you doing in all of your leagues as a whole? Uh, more better than not. So I, I'm in at least leagues that truly count to me. I'm in five leagues. So I've got uh, a buy in two of them. Um, sneaking into the sixth seed in one of them. Uh, and by far, by like 200 points, the lowest scoring team in the playoffs. <laughs> So I, it just I means you're dangerous. In. Yes, and then my other leagues, I totally whiffed and did terrible. So, uh, but yeah, two first round buys. So I'm very happy about that, uh, especially in our home league. The number one seed, uh, knock on wood, this is my year. I, I don't want to jinx it yet and get too confident. Although I did lose my starting quarterback to an ACL, Kyler Murray, which is unfortunate, but. Um, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, man, that's brutal. That's rough. A lot of people are in that boat now. Injury Mm -hmm. Palooza on Monday night, by the way. Dustin, I don't know if you were watching much of that game, but holy hell, every five minutes, 
there was a significant injury to somebody. So Kyler was the first to go down, mm-hmm. like on the third snap of the game or something yeah. like that. And, and it's just James too Conner bad. ACL, out. just because uh, you know he's yeah. not going to be back to start the year, and even if he does come back, he's probably not going to be up to full health yeah. uh, for for most of the year. So I guess Jake, let me throw this to you: Is he like where is he going to rank? You know, coming into redraft next season, is he going to be on your board? as like a mid mid round quarterback, you know, like I drafted him, I want to say in like the fifth round this year, would you be confident in taking him there? Or are you going to let someone else take him and, and pick a different quarterback? Some of it's going to have to be a wait and see. I mean, right now it, it's fair. It's hard to ever say like, he's going to come back and he could even be fine to start the year. Cause that's just right. not realistic, but you never know. So obviously as the off season goes on, we'll take a look, but right now, a mobile quarterback, maybe one of the more mobile ones in the league right now, dealing with an ACL in a one quarterback league where he might not be healthy until halfway through the season. He won't be on my board if that's the case. Mm. And if nothing looks better from his health standpoint. So that's, that's sucks. And I have him, I, you know, one league that I'm limping into the playoffs right now in my dynasty league, I had him and Russell Wilson. As two of my main quarterbacks there. I'm scrambling for these, you know, backup fill-in types Mm -hmm. right now. Also, just just because I want people to feel so pitied for me on my birthday. (laughs) I had James Conner in that league who, by the way, he actually did come back into the game and finished it out and had a Mm -hmm. pretty good day, but I worry about him going forward. You never know how much of the adrenaline was a factor in him just wanting to finish the game. So it, it right. could end up bad. But I also had Debo Samuel in that league. He's going to be out for the re- the majority of the fantasy playoffs. Sounds like he'll be back at some point in the season, but mm-hmm. I'll miss him for the rest of the way. So not a good look for a team that's just scratching its way into the playoffs anyhow. Yeah, and as you're saying, another injury that's just something to monitor going into the playoffs here is Ramondre Stevenson uh, was injured. Not a lot of news on if this is going to be a long-term injury or what's going to happen, but again, something to monitor here with with, with the playoffs around the corner. Um, thankfully, again, I have him on my my buy team this week, um, so I, I have a week to not have to worry about making that decision, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, so how about your other leagues, Jake? Any other ones where you're feeling confident with with I'm your feeling- playoffs? Yeah, I'm feeling much more confident in, in some other leagues where I feel like I, I, I feel like I'm ready to dominate. Like there's one right now. I think we talked about this uh, where I, I was kind of coasting. I was an undefeated team. I don't want to brag about it. But then Dallas Goddard got injured, and then it kind of put my trajectory down a little bit. Uh, but Dallas Goddard should be on his way back, if not this week, then the following week. And I do have a buy in that league anyhow, so that's nice. Uh, Dustin, I, I think it is so crucial to deal with injuries right now in a way that is not overly reactionary, but like mm-hmm. you better be making some like Ramondre Stevenson's a great call out, even though you have a bye week. It's probably pretty prudent to seek out whatever scrap running back you can afford to pick Absolutely. up in those leagues just in case. Mm-hmm. So Pierre Strong, by the way, just going to throw that out. He looked great in relief of Ramondre Stevenson. Limited action, of course, but 
you know, pick somebody like him up and just hope. I guess at this point, just hope. Well, yeah, and having him as kind of the handcuff to Stevenson at this point, not a bad idea if he's out there on your waiver wire. You could probably get him fairly cheap, uh, especially if you're using the fab system here. Uh, if, you have, if you're working on waiver wire priority, good luck. Hopefully uh, one of the league mates that is not in the playoffs isn't being a dick and uh, pulling those players from the pool, although that is well within their rights. It's the league true. is still playing, so I personally have nothing against it. But if I got blocked in that way, I would be slightly irritated as well. Slightly, sure. slightly. Use some heavy use of air quotes there. Yes, uh, but yes. Dustin, we don't need to worry about that right now. We can save that potential frustration for down the road. Mm-hmm. What What are we drinking tonight? Well, I mean, I know what I'm drinking later on, but what are we drinking right now? Well, I am drinking wine this evening. Um, so classy. Well, it's just one of those days. I'm like, I need something a little bit stronger. I need I need some wine. So this is um, something from our wine club we've got. It's a Merlot Cabernet from 2020, 50-50 blend. I don't know. I don't think it's that fancy or anything, but it's What's good. It What's the name on that label there? It's La Petite Blood. Blood? Blood. Blood. This is, um, this is from France. It's South France. So that there you go. That's how you. That's how you know it's wine. Yep. I don't know. I don't know anything about wine. I've I've said that many times, and I stand by it now. And that's why I'm <laughs> and, not drinking it. I'm drinking. And what are you uh, drinking? I'm drinking a standby from Delta Beer Lab, local Madison joint here. Got the coffee brown ale in nice. my belly right now. It's so good. It's so damn good. They have a chai brown ale, which I'm less keen on, but. You know, yeah, not a the, big chai fan either. In the colder months, I'll switch it up, but not now. Now I got my coffee. Perfect. All right. So we have a beer bet payoff here to do. Um, to refresh everybody from last week, our beer bet was Kirk Cousins versus Jared Goff. I took Goff. You took Cousins. And I believe this was my beer bet. That's correct. So. So you, um, this one is got to sting for you because you lost this one (laughs) and it's not because you had a bad pick. Both these quarterbacks did fantastic last week. So Kirk Cousins ended up QB five, 25 points. Hey, nice week. Top five outing. Love it. Beautiful. Jared Goff, QB four with 26.1, just eking you out. And it makes me feel so good. Uh, when I was looking that up, getting the show sheet ready tonight, I was like, ooh, a close one. And I like this because it works out in my favor. <laughs> I like to think that you sat there and twirled on an imaginary long mustache as you did that. <laughs> you had a real, you know, wily whiplash kind of vibe to you mm-hmm. or something. But you did win fair and square. And because of that, it does sting a little bit more that I lost because of Kirk Cousins. Because, you know, that's just always going to feel doubly bad, mm-hmm. I think. But I did. And so that makes you an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Cheers. Thank you. Now, because it's my birthday, I gave myself a little bit of a treat. I didn't do my typical gross shot. Oh, as well. Like straight up whiskey. So I did some vanilla vodka mixed with a little bit of Bailey's. It's pretty good. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, so almost, almost like a white Russian. 
in a way. Almost. Yeah. It's kind. It's a kind of. It sounds good. Like a, don't it's a wrong. beige Russian. Yeah. It sounds delicious. That's all that matters. It is. Don't you worry. It definitely is. All right. You want to do this thing? I'm excited for uh, this segment because I have one that I think is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, good. And I haven't seen this, so I am doubly excited for it. Drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 trade of the week. Dustin, this week's drunk trade, it's really a dank trade of the week. And so just for this week, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Sean K11 from Reddit submits that he had a trade offer get rejected, then went to smoke a fat bowl. Was desperate for an RB, so chatted with the guy on Facebook and settled for this trade. Keep in mind, this is a redraft trade. I'd like to think about it from a dynasty perspective, too, but this one is right. redraft. Do he we, do we away... know, before you get going, do you know when this trade was made in the season by chance? I will I will actually tell you as we get going. Okay. Oh, sorry. That's uh, my, right. My the apology. context is baked right into this bad boy. He he gave us everything he got, everything we need for this one. So the actual trade itself, redraft PPR, is giving away Amon Ra, St. Brown, plus A.J. Dillon to get Damian Pierce and Rondale Moore. Now, this was five minutes before the Thursday night game where Pierce went for 139 yards. For that reference, that is week nine against Philadelphia, okay. where he managed that. So this is a, a middle-of-the-season trade. Pretty sure I lost the trade, Sean says, but my RB2 was Herbert, that's Khalil Herbert, and my wide receivers ward were Devontae, Adams, Amon Ra, Hollywood Brown, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, and Kadarius Tony. So there's a good look at what the depth looked like at one position versus the other. Dustin, they say they lost this trade, but do we still feel like that? I'm going to say yes. I I do. Uh, I, I'm And I don't have stats pulled up to, to back this up, but I feel like Pierce has kind of slowed down a little bit as the year has gone on here. He hasn't been producing like he did at the start of the year. Uh, granted, with Herbert getting injured, you needed a running back. So, I mean, I don't hate it from that aspect, especially since at that point, A.J. Dillon wasn't really involved in the offense at all, uh, except for some, you know, minor touches here and there. I do hate giving up Amon Ross St. Brown because he's having such another fantastic season this year. And Rondale Moore does not do anything for me. But you have Devante, Hollywood, uh, coming back from injury, Mike Williams has his boom weeks. Lockett's been having a, a typical Tyler Lockett season. So I understand why you want, would want to trade away Amon Ra there, uh, since you do have good wide receiver depth. But I still am not a big fan of this trade. I agree. And uh, just for your own reference, I was curious where you where you felt without seeing the actual stats since this trade went down. 
A.J. Dillon, Damian Pierce, literally back-to-back, running back 27 and running back 28, separated by one single fantasy point over that span. So you didn't lose anything there, but yes, you still lost with Amon Ross St. Brown, who is currently the wide receiver three since then. And Avante obviously is the wide receiver one in that span. So like Mm -hmm. you said, still feels great to have him there. And the other guys, I mean, Tony's, yeah, done nothing. Lockett, right. fine, completely fine. Yeah. But having that one-two punch of Devante and Amon Ra, mm-hmm. would, you know, it would sit a lot better, I think. Unfortunate that the fat bowl led Sean down this road. Yep. I suppose if you got that win when you traded for Pierce, when he went for 139 yards, if that win got you into the playoffs or something or helped secure you an extra win to get like a first-round buy, then I guess it was worth it at that point. But overall, no, I don't like it. Uh, the electric cabbage just <laughs> did nothing for you here. It's been a very long time since I've... Actually, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody refer to it as electric cabbage before. I've heard the devil's lettuce. That's a pretty popular one, I think. Never electric cabbage, but well, there you go. about from now on. Well, my job here is done. Perfect. You nailed it. You well, nailed let's it. sign off. See you guys next week. It's been another <laughs> great episode of DTFF. <laughs> no, right. no, no. So much more to have. So much more. No, we don't want to ruin this DFS fun we're going to have here tonight. So, as we said, we're doing DFS. Just something here as we're getting ready for the playoffs. Some of us are in it. Some of it. Some of us are not, depending on how big of a degenerate of fantasy football you are. So this is more for the people that are not in the playoffs. Football's still going on. You can still have some fun, make your Sundays interesting, uh, and, and give you something to root for. So, yeah, we're going to go through a couple of our more favorite platforms to do DFS on. Uh, and I know, Jake, you and I do multiple uh, DFS teeny tiny wagers every single week. Uh, or at least I should speak for myself. I don't do big wagers. Uh, I am not that confident in my DFS abilities. I don't listen to DFS podcasts, although there's plenty of them out there that if you guys are really interested in that, you know, just do a search for them. Uh, People out there that are way smarter than us on DFS uh, will be able to give you some good advice if that's something you really want to start getting into. (coughs) Cough Harris football podcast on Thursdays. I hear they have a really cool and sexy guest on uh sometimes so you should you should probably check that out you should probably check that one out first and foremost (laughs) but i'm sure there are others as well uh but we we are gonna use this ring of that we like to use we're not beholden to any one particular uh, company right now but i will say my favorite and it's not just because if you sign up with uh promo code life from fancylife.com. You can get a sign-up credit, but it's because I genuinely love underdog. And so we are going to spend some time doing an underdog pick'em today. Uh, anybody not familiar with this? It's pretty simple, right? They give you some props. They give you some stats for each player. And you simply say whether they're going to do higher or lower than that. Here's the first one off the list. It's Christian McCaffrey. They say four and a half receptions. So is he going to get more than that? Is he going to get less than that? You choose. You add as many as you want into this lineup. The more you add, the higher your multiplier. 
for your payout. So obviously it gets harder to do that, but that's what I like to do, Dustin. Right? Mm-hmm. You can add as many as five picks. That's, that's kind right. of what we're planning to do, right? Absolutely. Nice. Well, I love what Unplug as we kind of get into this is it lets you go through every damn game on the slate. You can mix and match. You don't have to stick to just one game, not even one day. You can do freaking as many as you want. So can be overwhelming, just a little bit. But Dustin, do you have a game in mind for week 15 or some players in mind? You're like, man, I really want to see what they have them locked up for on underdog. You know, can't say I do. Normally, I will do this uh, right before the Sunday morning slates start at noon uh, Central Standard Time here, since we are in the Central Time Zone. Uh, yeah, typically I do it between like 11 and 11.45, uh, trying to wait a little bit to make sure any injury, possible injury news is out or uh, last minute uh, sits are announced so i usually don't do it this early so it's interesting seeing all the uh games as far as the thursday night game we've got three saturday games this week folks love december when college football is done get those get those saturday uh, nfl standalone games uh the thing i guess i'm most curious about here jake and maybe you have a little bit more experience than i do on this that we are looking at this on a tuesday evening if the lines change or the the props change come Sunday morning for like some of the Sunday games, whether it's based on weather or other injuries to other players in the the game or, or whatnot. Yeah. The lines will often change. A lot of the times they'll be more unfavorable as the week progresses. Once you get against the Sunday games, you're going to see some of these, you know, the ones that you want to smash the over They're going to increase what the over actually is. And so it is, I find, normally more advantageous to do it earlier in the week, but it's also a little bit scarier to do it earlier in the week. Yeah, so absolutely. Here's one bit to note. You can add insurance to your picks, by the way. So what this means is as we're going through, and because it is a little early in the week, maybe we don't feel as confident in all of these as we You say, I'm going to add five picks to this thing, but uh, I only want to have to get three of them right. And so you can do that where it like mitigates the risk involved, but your payout also becomes less by doing that. So that's not very fun to me, Dustin. I don't don't like being insured for something like this. I I I just also barely dangerously. I just barely have real life insurance. I mean, I'm not going to get insurance on this. Um, Mr. Scampers in the chat, by the way, Scampers, asking what Kenny Galladay's line is. <laughs> I would be shocked and appalled if it was more than a yard. You know? Well, I, I took a look for Scampers there, and uh, it, there, there is no line right now for Kenny Galladay out there. Yeah, that feels right. Feels right. It also feels unfortunate. No, I really would like to attack that. But Dustin, we're mm-hmm. talking about. I think the Sunday games uh, are typically your bread butter. That's when you start to to look at these. Why not start at the Sundays, right? We'll ignore the other ones just for now. Here's one I want to talk about: Kansas City and Houston. All right. This is for fantasy purposes, right? Kind of gross. 
because we know that Houston is terrible. We know that Mm -hmm. Kansas City is just fantastic on the offensive side of the ball. So Mm -hmm. what that would normally suggest for fantasy is like good luck getting many fantasy points out of anybody uh, on either side of the ball because Kansas City is probably not going to have to do much in the second half. Houston can try in the second half and fail admirably. (laughs) So sometimes that means that the unders can be really tasty in these games. Like look at Patrick Mahomes. His line for passing yards is set at 305 and a half right now. Can you imagine a world where Mahomes actually needs to throw for close to that in this game? Um, is there a need? Not necessarily, but can I see it happening? Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, it's, with the way that offense runs, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I, I do get your point there. I mean, over 300 is, is a high bar. Uh, for them to set. so It is. And just for reference, if we're going back here, there have been plenty of times where Mahomes has fallen under that. Granted, most of them were early on in the season. But just a couple of weeks ago against Cincinnati, he put up 223 yards. That's kind of the opposite rationale for why he might do that this week. Cincinnati's just a good defense, good team. Mm-hmm. Needed to, just didn't there. But I'm saying it's possible it could happen. All right, we can keep scrolling down if there are ones that you feel a little bit more confident in, certainly. And there's no Houston players even listed, by the way, which is so funny. Not a single Houston Texans player. Which I'm guessing will change as you get, you know, come Sunday if we're getting a little bit closer. I'm sure they'll add more more props out there for us to, to look at. But yeah, as it is right now, not so much. Absolutely. One I want to look at here, Dustin, because, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about uh, this guy a little bit later in the show. I want to look at um, the Vikings. I want to look at the Colts-Vikings game because here's a fun little tidbit for you. Mm -hmm. Do with this what you will. But the Vikings have been bad, you know? You know how they've been bad on defense? Well, this Mm -hmm. is how bad they've been. The last seven, this is from Paul Charchian on Twitter. The last seven non-Taylor Heineke quarterbacks playing against Minnesota have all thrown for a baseline of 300 yards. Captain 37 is the lowest. Matt Ryan sitting here at 248 and a half for his passing yards. Kind of feels like a gimme, doesn't it? That does. Yeah, let's hit that. Hit it. Done. We got one locked up. We got four more to go. Uh, you know, we could go with the Jonathan Taylor thing here. I don't know about you. I'm not a huge fan of doing like a quarterback running back thing in these. That's just not for me. Mm-hmm. I like to avoid that. So uh, how about, how about O'Kirky here? So we just talked last week, Kirk versus Detroit obviously did fantastic, but the Colts are not Detroit in, in terms of a, a pass defense. And so 269 and a half. Doesn't feel like as much of a gimme here for Kirk. Do we agree at least on that? It does, um, but I want to. I want to direct you slightly lower in that Minnesota one um, yeah. to Adam Thielen. That fifty-two yeah. and a half yards. I feel like that's gonna, that's a that's a smash lower for me. 
Yeah, as we look back through what Thielen's done, even in his most advantageous matchups, like again, against Detroit, he did get 65 yards, but there is, look at the Jets the week before, 27 yards, Dallas a couple weeks ago, 25, 49. And the Colts have the second, uh, second rated pass defense in the league as well. Well, I think Justin Jefferson will still get his. I mean, because there's no stopping him because he is, he's a man. Um, I think 52 and a half, like Thielen, he hasn't been popping off this season as we had seen recently, especially with Hawkinson coming on board. So I, I, I feel like, I don't know, this is your money we're playing with here, Jake, tonight. Um, but I feel like that would be one where I would, I would take the lower on it. Yeah, they have allowed the fewest yards to wide receivers, uh, 118.4 in total across the board to all receivers per game. So I'm very comfortable with that. I like that. Let's put the Adam Thielen lower in as for old, we got Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, ball, uh, Cleveland's been the shit show uh, ever since Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson came back. So, you know, shocker figure, right? Uh, so we could certainly attack that and say, Kind of one, fuck that guy and fuck that team. And because we don't believe in (laughs) the fantasy output either or the real life output of that, you know, he hit 276 yards in absolute garbage time last week against Cincinnati. But Baltimore, they're going to be playing a backup. There's not going to be as maybe much of a need to even try Mm -hmm. for garbage time. Could take a look there. Nick has kind of died off as well during that time with him coming back. I mean, the whole offense. Really has it's taken a step. So backwards. I'd be, yeah, I'd be comfortable with any of these guys doing. I think the under, like Nick Chubb, seventy-four and a half rushing yards. I don't know. I could see doing that. Amari Cooper, fifty-nine and a half. I honestly think any of those could be fine for the under. It's not. It's not as much fun to bet the under. I understand. You mm-hmm. want to like root for things to happen and then watch the games and then just get excited that they could still happen. Because one old, then it's worn out, like it's done. But I think sometimes it's smarter to do the unders as well. Do you have any strong feelings about any of those four? Yeah, I I hate to bet against Nick Chubb, but I feel like the Nick Chubb seventy four and a half rushing yards. Yeah, and for I mean, Baltimore's, Baltimore's got a pretty stout defense. Yeah, Baltimore is uh, about the third lowest on that list of uh, uh, rushing yards allowed, so I'm very comfortable with that, too. Let's lock in Nick Chubb. Let's just do it. All right, so we got Matt Ryan over 248.5, Adam Thielen under 52.5, and and Nick Chubb under 74.5 for rushing yards. We might as well throw a tight end in here now. I mean, we've got one of every other position in here. Might as Uh, well. Why not? I kind of hate doing that, but we could. But we could. I mean, Travis Kelsey is staring at us. 75 and a half receiving yards against Houston. I don't know. Again, this could be a situation where they need him for like one quarter. And then they have the game locked up. And then you're not going to get anything out of them. Yeah, but I mean, it's Travis Kelsey. Who else are they going to throw to? Three straight games under 71 yards. Way. against Denver, against Cincy, and against the Rams. I also was surprised by that. I was getting ready to say, like, he's an absolute smash, because what, 100 yards every damn game? He's on a bit of a tepid streak. 
obviously it could it could erupt at any time, like you said. That's interesting. I'm not disinterested in that. Or would you rather think about the Mahomes three oh five and a half total yards? Oh. It's passing and rushing, by the way. Right. I do I do kind of like that one. The Mahomes? The lower, yeah. Hit the lower on that one. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm really okay with either. I feel like Travis Kelsey has still more of an opportunity to screw us over by crushing. Because, you know, it's Houston and all that. All right, we got we got room for one more. Unless we're sitting tight at four with a 10 times multiplier. But do you want to no. go for the big guns? you want to jump that thing yeah. up to 20? Absolutely. Go bigger. Right, go we talked about Amin Ra in the trade. Any interest in uh, Amin Ra St. Brown? 78 and a half yards. He's going against the Jets. Jets are tough, really stingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 78 and a half. Again, it does feel bad that we're doing so many lowers, but, you know, when the opportunities are there, or on the mm-hmm. other side of the ball, like White, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the thousand extra ribs, apparently. He kept getting Ooh. crushed over and over in his ribs on on Sunday and just kept getting back up. Oh, is he but gonna he's going play? against Detroit? I know. So so are we're assuming he's gonna be healthy and playing, correct? That's the dangerous assumption right now. Yes. And so, I wonder if that's why his yards are maybe a bit lower than they should be going against Detroit. Right. Um, I'm wondering, I mean, if I was confident he's going to play, I would hit the higher on that. Um, mm. but I guess that that's the point of the wager at this point with such lower yards. But I mean, I love the matchup against Detroit. We saw what Kirk Cousins did last week against Detroit. You know, it's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of passing yards, a lot of offense, not quite so much defense. I feel like, uh, even with, uh, Detroit, you know, going against New York. They're going to score points. So um, I I think let's take the over. Why not? Or let me float one other one out to you. We've got Jared Goff, 252 and a half passing yards. Going against the Jets, as we acknowledged, very stingy. Mm -hmm. I would not feel comfortable taking the lower on, say, Garrett Wilson, who's here, 70 and a half receiving yards. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. I think he's still too good, and he Mm -hmm. could make that work. Yeah. Uh, But the Jets are currently... Because the Jets are averaging right now 208 passing yards against them. Is Jared Goff good enough to overcome that? Because now we're talking about him as being elite, uh, at least Pat Stanton, mm-hmm. if nothing else. So that's another one. Again, do we go lower or over? Or, oh my God, we haven't talked about the Jaguars. Dustin, it's our offense. Do we do we instead pivot to the Jaguars just so we can get some of them into our lineup? Oh my goodness. So many options. So many options. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, as I was scrolling, I, I was taking a look at uh the Philadelphia game. Yeah. And I kinda like that Devonta Smith line. Fifty six and a half receiving. Do you like it because you think he's gonna smash it? Yes. Let's take a look here. Because he's he's so boom bust. Uh, but he has hit it in three of the last four. 
Yeah, he's been on a bit of a a, a hot streak, and it's against Chicago and their terrible defense. Yeah. I mean, A.J. Brown, 70 and a half, is also, of course, very doable. But Mm -hmm. I like like the Devontae Brown one. Or Devontae Smith. Jesus. Just Uh, combine both of them together. together. Yeah. Uh, Let's do a higher. I like it. Let's put some confidence in this dude. And it's Chicago. They can absolutely do that against Chicago. We got five. all right, so I, I know they put a max on thousand dollar bids, and it's your it's your money, Jake's. Do you want to throw a thousand on it for a, a twenty thousand uh, dollar payout? I think I should do two separate one thousand dollar bids since they won't let me do more than that. No, I'm going to put five dollars on it though for a nice hundred pay. So let's click the submit. I love it. Confirm, and we are ready to ride with underdog there. We'll share this pick on Twitter, by the way, if you're interested in betting with us. Mm -hmm. Feel free to. If you want to throw some money in it, absolutely, you can do that. That's right. And, Jake, before we jump over to a different platform here, we do have a question in the chat. Um, Have Trevor Lawrence, but don't trust him against the Cowboys. Should I pick up Mike White or Daniel Jones? This is a very appropriately timed question, as we were Mm -hmm. talking about. One, Mike White. Whether he's guaranteed locked into play, which again, we don't know for sure right now. So picking him up comes with its own questions. Uh, I want to believe in Trevor Lawrence, and he's done nothing to dissuade me for the last five, six weeks that he can't handle uh, the the Dallas defense. I think he can. So I don't know about you, but I know they're fairly stingy. I'd still rather start him than either of those two. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to just see. Um, it looks like Mike White. He's day to day at this point. Um, I think if he is good to go and there's really no concerns about his injury and about him being able to make it through the entire game, I would start Mike White and pick him up. But otherwise, yeah, I think I would go with Trevor over Daniel Jones. Um, the Giants have the Washington football team. They tied with them earlier in the season. They're both in the hunt for the playoffs. So you know it's going to be a highly competitive, uh, I, I feel like one of those defensive, very smash mouth type games. So I would go with Lawrence for the upside. But like I said, if Mike White, if everything's trending good as the week progresses here, I think I might pick him up and play him. Um, as we were talking about earlier. I think we're both lowest then on Daniel Jones at the very least. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, and especially if you have a spot that you can afford to dump off a, a wide receiver or excited, whatever, pick up Mike White just in case. And then, like you said, yeah. feel free to play him if he is good to go officially for that game. Yep, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, Dustin, we are, you know, we took some time on that underdog one. Mm-hmm. Do we want to set a lineup on FanDuel or do we want to venture over to Monkey Knife Fight? Ball's in your court. Let's, ooh, because I love both so much. Let's do, uh, uh, let's do Monkey Knife Fight. I, I, like, I like doing the props more than setting the, the lineup. You just, you have too many lineups to already set yourself. Because you're so good at fantasy football yeah, that you that's ended it. up in all of your playoffs. 
That's it. And so yeah. that's what it is. All right. Let's bring in the monkey knife fight here. So monkey knife fight, what we love, at least I know what I love, Dustin, is uh, the amount of options that you get. Mm-hmm. And like we do eight or ten props built into one. Right now, what happens Absolutely. with this, though, a lot of the time this early, which I'm just noticing now, they, they don't, don't have, have the the fun where it's like you can bunch of games all together. And so you would have to pick a game here and do but one game versus the full slate. I think They have it for the Saturday so. games. If, if you wanted to do for the three games on Saturday, we could do an eight for eight. Where are you seeing that? I'm not seeing that. You you give that to me. I don't see it. So I so see the scroll, individual game. Scroll up. Scroll up. Yeah, that's, that's as far as the scroll. Saturday. I can't scroll any further. I've already scrolled. All right, let me. Uh, let I, I me, can go to featured, but it's just. Well, say, I, let me share my hmm. screen here. Do you have Do you have a different screen than me? They let you do different stuff than I do. For shame. For shame, monkey knife fight. Allowing one to do it and not the other. Oh, look at that shit. Look at that shit. How is yours so much different than mine? Probably because... Are you a VIP member? Are you a platinum member? Is that why? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So let's... let's, You want to do... Let's go big for an eight for eight. Or just a five for five. I was so disappointed when I didn't see those. Oh, the eight for eight, man. That's where it's at. I'm telling you. So it looks like we got a couple different ones here. We've got one uh, for fantasy points and one for yards. I feel more confident because I I deal with so many different formats in my Mm -hmm. life that I don't want to have to learn their fantasy points exact format. I like the yards. All right. So here we go. So first one on the, the docket here is Tua. 270.5 270.5 passing yards. Ooh. Ooh. That's interesting. All right. So two of this week is going against... Buffalo. Oh, I don't like that. I know. I really don't like that. But Tua himself, I mean, it's tough to discount him just because Tyreek and Jalen Waddle can get those yards themselves without Tua having to do much. Tua was atrocious last week, by the way, against the Chargers. At I think with very little time left, he had a total of seven completions or something outrageous. It was mm-hmm. gross. Um, but that's also kind of the rarity. Prior to that, he had five in a row that hit well over 270. But again, it's Buffalo. Right. Well, Buffalo's defense has been a little bit dinged up lately, and I know Miami is really fighting for that playoff spot right now. Uh, yeah, they are eight and five. You know they're they're in the playoff hunt. I mean they're they're in the the, the spot for a wild card here. So I feel like they have a lot to play for, especially jockeying for position. So I can't. Im- Should we just do the more? Yeah, I think you've talked us into the more. All I right. think if the fact that dinged up Mike White, who was in and out of the game, still managed 232 yards against him last week, I think that says Tua can do it. So I like that. Yeah. All right. Captain Kirk is next. 265 and a half passing yards. 
I mean, this is where we ran into uh, a question just prior. So mm-hmm. two sixty-five and a half, just a, sh- a hair less than what they were asking for us on underdog at two sixty-nine. So this is what's interesting. It's like sometimes you can exploit that. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is exploitable because it's still the Colts. I think we're still in the situation of taking the under. I mean, we didn't do that there. We went with Thielen there, but right. it feels right to take the under. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the next one is Justin Jefferson with 99 and a half. I hate this. I mean, I hate you, Monkey Knight. <laughs> this, this one, uh, this is a tough one because I hate to bet against him because he's been so good. But, but at the, the same time, it's this, like, yeah, with if we're already taking Kirk Cousins under 265, now we're saying Justin Jefferson at basically 100, you're looking at, you know, what's some fast math, 35 to 40% of those passing yards. So if he's going to get 35 to 40% of those passing yards, can Kirk make up the rest? And then it's like you're almost betting against yourself if you take the over mm-hmm. here, I feel like, right? Do we have to be? Or can it just be the Justin Jefferson show? That could also be a thing. I okay. Here's here's the last you know six weeks of Justin Jefferson's yards against Detroit two twenty three against the Jets forty five New England one hundred thirty nine Dallas thirty three Buffalo one hundred ninety three Washington one hundred fifteen Arizona ninety eight. I mean, so he's played yeah. some good defenses and had really good games. Yeah, but on the other hand, has played some soft defenses and hasn't put up score, you know, hasn't put up the yards. So, well, then it's like, hey, if he can do it against the tough defenses, then let's go with the tough defense. It is, I've never looked at this before, all in one shot. The amount of 100-yard games that he has this year is Oh, it's crazy. Fucking crazy. And 223 last week against Detroit. Take the over. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Whew. All right. Our boy from Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor. 83 and a half rush yards. Uh, I wish this was combined yards because I don't feel as confident because they're going against Minnesota. We talked about Matt Ryan, like I'm in love with Matt Ryan. I'll just say it this week because they get torched. The pass defense gets torched. He should be throwing a lot. Jonathan Taylor could get a lot of receiving yards even for screens and the like. But do I think that he will hit that number in rushing? I kind of don't. I kind of think we take the under. I mean, just to throw this out here, the Vikings are 18th in the league in their rush defense. Um, They are averaging 24 points per game to backfields. Yeah. If that that changes anything for you. Here's the thing. I, I guess there's really nobody else there. Because I'm looking at some of these stats, like the Jets put up 120 yards on him, the Lions put up 130 yards on him, but we're talking about multiple backs. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you got to split that up, and that doesn't give me as much confidence. Jonathan Taylor has the lion's share of the backfield. So, to that respect, you could. You could I'm taking the do over. It. I'm All taking right, the we're, over. We're betting on a thousand total yards for the Colts, I think, this upcoming Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh Allen, two fifty-five and a half passing only. Yep. Uh, this is how they get us. This is how they get us on Josh mm-hmm. Allen. When's the last time 
Actually, I don't know if it matters. He's getting Cole Beasley back, Dustin. That'll change everything. Uh, he threw for... Because he's got his own injury issues, too. Do we know for mm-hmm. sure everything's good with Josh? He hasn't hit this since week 10 against Minnesota. Who else? Minnesota. Has not hit that line since then for pure passing yards. So if that gives you any sort of inklings. It's Miami. I get it. But, uh, yeah. I'd yeah, be okay with the less. Yeah, let's right. take the less. All right, Nick Chubb. Chubb, sir. 79 and a half. We just talked about this on the last one. We have to stay mm-hmm. consistent. Take that less. I'm very comfortable with it. Yep. And then Tyreek, 89 and a half receiving yards. I mean, we did uh, take Tua for more than 270 we did. and a half. This is, again, it almost feels like if he's not going to get 90 from Tyreek, who is he getting it from? I mean, Waddle, mm-hmm. yes, can have a big game, but is he going to get that much? It feels like a more. It feels like that's one where we can go with the consistent more, right? Mm-hmm. Tyreek is injured, though. That always sucks. Monkey Knife Fight is great, by the way, about uh, refunding these if, if players yes. don't play, so we don't really yep. have a worry on this one. But Tyreek... It's 89 and a half. I mean, his his stats, I mean, again, he's kind of like Justin Jefferson, have big boom weeks, and then he's at 81, 146, 85, 44, 143, 188. I mean, I I, I feel like that's a pretty safe one to hit the over on. Yeah, uh, the only thing that gives you pause is he had 33 yards against Buffalo the last time they played back in week three. So you look at that and you go, ah, uh, but, but but the Buffalo defense was, I think, playing at full strength at that time where they're, right. like I said earlier, they're, they've had some injuries, which makes them a little bit easier to, uh, to score against. So I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Matt right. Ryan, here he is. Here's our dude, 240. Yep. Oh, that's even better than we got over on Underdog, so we have to smash that more. All right. And I will throw a five on it. Um, to win six hundred and twenty-five bucks. I mean, what could go wrong? Boom! What submitted? We're done. Go wrong. That's right. It. Well, that's fun. Now we got two. Follow along again. We can post. Uh, I think you can do the old copy paste on on Twitter for that as well. So I'm sure we I will can. put these up on the yeah at Drinking Fantasy on Twitter, so mm-hmm. you guys can follow along. You can use it as a template. You can bet with us or you can bet against us. Do whatever makes your heart happy. Tell us how much you love our picks. Tell us how much you hate them. Just start the conversation. We'll tell you why we're right every time. (laughs) All right. Let's let's get into our starts of the week here. Uh, Jake, last week you had Garrett Wilson as your start of the week going against Buffalo. Finished as wide receiver 27 with 13.8. Not terrible. But not great either. It was an okay week. And I won. Um, yeah. Me, on the other hand, I'll, uh, I had Miles Sanders going against the Giants. He ended up as RB3 with 28 and a half points. So great success. That was nice. My uh, yeah, much more successful than whatever that accent was, I will mm-hmm. say. But no, that was, that that was, was a that really was my, nice one. Oh, that was my Borat accent. Come on. How'd you not know that? Was it though? Uh, no, that was. Really I, I am Sanders. not the uh, the voices guy in this podcast. <laughs> That's you. 
So, um, yeah. Now I just sound like a dick. Uh, no, that was a great call, though. Miles Sanders, again, he just needs to get his flowers all season long because dude's been way mm-hmm. better than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Yep, same. All right, Jake, who do you have for this week? All right, it's not a surprise if you've been listening to any other part of this show, but Matt Ryan, I love him this week against the Vikings. It, it, it's just crazy. Again, let me just read off. This one thing that tells you everything. The last seven non-Taylor Heineke quarterbacks, none of them had worse than 307 yards against the Minnesota Vikings. They're giving up touchdowns galore. What is nice about Kirk Cousins is that he should be good enough to kind of keep them in the game and hopefully keep it at least close to where Matt Ryan needs to continue throwing. But I'm expecting, you know, a top 10 week here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. And then I have someone I was very high on to start the season. Went on injured reserve for quite some time. Came back last week. Had a nice game. Still not quite his old self, I don't think. But it was nice to see him coming back healthy. And that is one J.K. Dobbins. Uh, looking good. Going against Cleveland. Um, that you know is going to give up points and they don't have a very stout run defense. So I'm expecting him to continue his trend towards health and score you some big points this week in the first week of the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. Good timing on his comeback here for fantasy Mm -hmm. managers. People were giving him shit about how he ran this past week. They said he looked awkward. I didn't think that at all. And, And he, Crushed certainly on the ground. He he actually just kind of looked like. Don't take this out of context. He looked like Adrian Peterson in the way that he ran. Like he's just more of an upright kind of lankier right. looking runner. I didn't mm-hmm. think it looked weird, but everybody else did. So what do you do? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I saw those comments and I'm like, yeah, looks like he's running just fine to me. I don't know. What do I know? That's why I'm not a film guy, I guess. Running up the score against my uh, league mate. So yeah. Oh, fuck y'all. All All right. Do we want to make another beer slash shot bet? Of course we do. Not even a little bit. No, it's yours this week. So hit me. I'm ready. I'm so ready to ask you if you're ready for Thursday night football. Dustin, are you ready for Thursday night? No. I mean, yes. No. Okay. Fine. I've been waiting all day for Thursday night. Yes. Look, I am ready. This is Big Cock Brock going against Geno Smith. This is 49ers versus Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Dustin, I want mano a mano. I want the new hotness, Brock Purdy, against the revivalist of Geno Smith. Neither of these guys, obviously, before the season started, were on anybody's radar. Certainly not Brock, who's just gotten a start because of recent injuries, multiple Mm -hmm. injuries to other quarterbacks. But I want to ask you, do you want to take the guy who's new going against a little bit better of a defense? Or do you want to take the guy who's more solid and consistent going against a little tougher defense? I will take... I will take... Purdy. I'm pretty sure about this. Uh, yeah, give me Brock Purdy. I, I think he had... I hate to say he has better weapons because that's just not... Debo will be out again this week. Yeah, but you have Chris McCaffrey, you got Kittle. 
You got Brandon Ayuk still in there. I mean, I like his playmakers a little bit better than than what Seattle has. Uh, Kenny, you know, know what's going on there with his injury, if he's going to be back. Um, DK and Lockett, they've been kind of boomer bust. Could hit them this week where it's a good one uh, for them. But San Francisco's defense is pretty tough. And San Francisco is, I mean, they're both playing for a playoff berth here, but uh, I think San Francisco has that inside track right now, so they're the ones that are going to keep the the foot on the gas, so to speak. I can see that. And this is, I know this feels like a gross bet to some people, or like a really stupid bet. I actually am very excited about seeing how this game unfolds. The one detriment to it is that it's occurring on Thursday night football, where historically it's just garbage after garbage getting spewed mm-hmm. out. But maybe they can break the mold. Fingers crossed they can break the mold. Oh, there's, been a, in... there's been a few uh, good Thursday night games, or I should say decent few, ones this season. There's been a, a few, few decent ones, yeah. Uh, there's been a couple, I guess. I don't know about a few. That seems like too many, arguably. Like one too many from a couple yeah. to a few? I consider, oh, this, <laughs> this is an interesting debate. I always considered a few to be at least four. Few, four. That's what I've always thought. But you're saying three quantifies yeah. as a few? Yes. Hmm. That's how I've always quantified it. I think this, I think this deserves a poll. We should put out a poll. That's worthy of our listeners' time. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, yeah, I hope that they can break the Thursday night football mold and, uh, and give us something here. Brock Purdy is dealing with an oblique injury, but he looks like he's on track. Like Shanahan's basically all but said he's starting anyways. So I don't think that'll be an issue. But obviously, if he doesn't play or he doesn't finish the game, you know, we'll we'll factor that in. Okay. Sounds good. I just made a little note on the show sheet just to come back to uh, how many is a few next week. <laughs> all right. Done. Because I, I do want to this- know this. This poll could light Twitter on fire, for all I know. Honestly, people get riled up about stupider shit than this, so I can see that happen. Yeah. Uh, any last words here, Jake, before we sign off this week? I-, I will give the floor to you since it is your birthday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No, uh, I just want to make sure everybody who is in the playoffs, enjoy the hell out of this. Be smart. Be diligent. Uh, you maybe wake up an extra half an hour early. To check your lineups on Saturday and Sunday. Definitely make sure yes, that Saturday that you are thing. ready for those. Mm-hmm. No bye weeks, so no excuses in that yep. way. Injuries, of course, always an excuse. But good luck, Godspeed. And again, you non-playoff folks out there, we feel you. And hit us up, and we'll give you more DFS advice. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Join us in the DFS uh, arena here. And yeah, good luck in the playoffs for everyone that's in it. For those of you that have a bye, enjoy that week off. I don't know, Jake, let me, before we sign up, when you have a bye in your league, do you still go through the motions of setting your lineup every week just to stay like sharp with it? Or are you just like, yeah. shh, I don't need this. I don't need to. I can wait till next week. No way, man. You can't allow yourself to get rusty like that. I mean, you ever see these teams in the NFL, they get a bye week going to the playoffs, they come up, they're not ready to play. You don't want that to be you. You got to get the fingers, keep the fingers active, you know, keep your stress level at stress level midnight every time, regardless <laughs> of if it actually counts or not. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I, I set lineups too, just 
I don't want to lose my edge. You got to have the edge. You've always been known for your edge. You don't want to let that go. That's right. All right. Well, I think that should about do it for this week, folks. Um, Thanks for joining us. Um, Thanks for all the uh, people in the chat here joining us with the comments. That was great. Uh, Join us every week. We're here, 630-ish Central Standard Time every Tuesday. Uh, Join our YouTube channel. You can chat with us as we're recording live. We'll answer your questions. And we'll even throw some DFS stuff in there if you want to ask us DFS questions. We're here for you. Uh, hit up my partner, the birthday boy, Jake Trowbridge, at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. You can find me at FFDustyDog. But hit us up on our podcast account, at Drinking Fantasy, for all of your fantasy or non-fantasy-related questions. We are here for you. And until next time, folks, peace, love, and humptiness forever. Cheers, FFers. Thank <laughs> you.